0: There, and Welcome to the podcast, Biblical Question. We're excited that you've taken time out of your day to download our podcast and to listen to us. We certainly hope and pray that Christ would be glorified, you as our listeners would be edified. I ask that you please go to our webpage at biblicalquestion.com, all one word, all lowercase, and there you can find out a lot more information about us. We have Statement of Faith there, links to our uh, social media accounts, our prayer request page, uh, more information about us, uh, we're continually to work and update the, the webpage to make it more eye-appealing and more user-friendly, so I certainly hope that you would go check that out occasionally, see about all the new updates. We uh, ask if you have a prayer request or a Bible question that you submit it to us through our web page, or you may contact us through our social media accounts as well. Uh, make sure you follow us on one of our social media accounts, we occasionally post things uh, there, that would be interesting to the church, I think, around the world. We want the persecuted church to know that we pray for you each and every day, and we certainly hope that uh, God is hearing our prayers. Today, we're going to continue, uh, this will be week 10 of Christian Evidence uh, podcast that we've been putting together. Uh, it was kind of done originally by request from several of our listeners, listeners, uh, you know, kind of hinted around by a couple others over the last year or so that they really kind of like to know more about the historical uh, things of the church, as well as some evidence to help them with arguments with people at work or whatever. And so we've kind of put this together and certainly hope that it's been uh, informative. I know there's been times maybe it's been a little longer than normal. Uh, Maybe I've talked a little faster uh, trying to to get through the information. But I encourage you to go back and and listen to any podcast. They're all available on your podcasting app or on our webpage. You can go back as far as you want and listen to them. And I know uh, when we get somebody new, they go back and they listen, download quite a few of them, and that's kind of neat too. I just think it's really interesting that God is blessing us the way that He is. So we ask also that you pray for this podcast and be able to continue to do uh, the things that we need to do to be able to pay for it, obviously, but that we're always giving a a biblical, uh, accurate, godly podcast to help our listeners. And so again, today we're going to talk about uh, Jesus the Man will be the title of this podcast. And And so when Jesus claims to be uh, the Christ, that he has perfect control over his life in the manner of his death, uh, with the circumstances surrounding that life and death, they they are combined to uh, a convincing argument that Jesus was something far more than just a mere man. That he, in fact, was uh, a man that had a certain planned destiny, and that he was in complete control with that. Uh, We have to reason to expect that an ordinary man would have survived uh, the ordeal of being crucified and then being removed from the cross only after six hours. But remarkably, Jesus only after six hours on the cross announced with a strong voice that it was over. Uh, It was finished. In that very moment, he died. He, He was in complete control of his life and his death. So, uh, was Jesus a man? Absolutely. Uh, he was hungry. He was tired. He ate. Uh, he slept. He bled. Um, and so, yes, he was truly a, a man. Uh, was he God in the flesh? Yes, he was. And do I completely understand all of that? No, I do not. But I certainly believe it because I see that's what the Bible teaches. And so... I know there's an argument that uh, we Christians worship three gods. No, we do not. Uh, we're not supposed to. Let's put it that way, perhaps. Uh, the Bible's really clear. here, O Israel, the Lord your God is one. So there can only be one God. And Jesus claims to be that God uh, walking around in human form. And you can see all of this through the I Am statements of the Gospel of John. You can see that uh, who else could perform such miracles, raise the dead, and so on. So he has to be God in the flesh. This claims of Christ concerning his life, his death, and the historical circumstances that life and death are evidence that Jesus Christ was in possession, as obviously most people would agree, some kind of supernatural powers. So, in John chapter 10, verses 17 and 18, so if you have a Bible, uh, I would encourage you to follow along. If you do not have one, you can find one for free. You can click on Electrical uh, Electronic Bible, it will take you to a webpage there, and you can follow along there. If you need a Bible, or just there's one available that you can down buy and download off of our webpage with one of our affiliates. I would encourage you to do that as well. So John chapter 10, starting in verse 17. Here is Jesus. For this reason, the Father loves me, because I lay down my life so that I may take it again. No one has taken it away from me, but I lay it down on my own initiative. I had the authority to lay it down, and I had the authority to take it up again. This commandment I received from my father. Okay, so uh, he has the power and he has the control over his own life and the circumstances that would touch his life. Uh, he would have the power and the control uh, of the lives of anybody else as well. So again, he actually has this power to keep anyone who would make this attempt on this life from fulfilling that attempt. And you can see a couple of times they try to stone Jesus, run him off a cliff, and he just kind of escapes into the crowd. But by the time we get to his crucifixion, he is completely uh, in control. So again, in John chapter 18, this idea here that he claimed to have this ability to die whenever he wished, and such a power would have been considered uh, highly desirable by anyone who would be sentenced to die by crucifixion. Jesus is not talking about suicide here. I've I heard that argument one time years ago, and I I just couldn't figure out where, how they come up with that. But anyway, he's talking about sanctifying himself. And no one can take his life except he himself. And he has that power. To lay it down any time he chooses. This is something that you and I don't have that power to do, unless it is suicide. So uh, Jesus claimed that he would die uh, by crucifixion more than once. Would he? He make this uh, statement? You can find this in uh, in Matthew chapter twenty, verse nineteen, John chapter three, verses fourteen. Again in John eighteen, excuse me, eight, verse twenty-eight. And in John chapter 12, verses 32 and 33. So throughout his life, attempts, again, were made to, uh, to take Jesus, to kill him other than by crucifixion, and they all failed. And this was his destiny, was to fulfill the sacrifice at the cross for you and me for our sins. And Jesus viewed his death, again, as a destiny, that he would have to fulfill he would say he would die by crucifixion uh, again, uh, he claimed that the serpent that was lifted up in the wilderness so son so must the Son of man be lifted up, that whoever believes in him may have eternal life. And that's in John chapter three verses fourteen and fifteen so again, crucifixion is completely uh, contrary to. The way you would want to die, especially as a Jew, and notice here that he he makes uh, this claim that he would die at a particular time. Uh, John chapter two verse four. He says, "My hour has not yet come." Is this phrase, "My hour has not yet come"? I mean, it's it's stated in such a way to make us understand there was a particular time, uh, a particular destiny that Jesus. Was progressing toward uh, that he had been born on this earth to accomplish. Uh, John chapter seven verse six: My hour is not yet come. Uh, again, there's this certain time uh, to make it, bit by some means, by some kind of uh, manifestation. So Jesus does identify the hour, uh, the hour, at the very time. Uh, In John chapter 12, verses 23 and following, he says, It is the hour of his glory. The hour has come that the Son of Man should be glorified. It's the hour of his death. Now now is my soul troubled, and what shall I say? Father, deliver me from this hour. But For this cause, I come to this hour. Uh, It is the hour of his destiny. Uh, John chapter 13, verse 1 Uh, Now before the feast of the Passover, Jesus, knowing that his hour had come, that he should depart from out of the world and into the Father. Okay, so again, this idea of his hour had finally come. The hour of his destiny, uh, the hour of his death, his burial, his resurrection, and his ascension back to the Father. Now, this all shows us that Uh, that Jesus is a man of destiny, that he was born to die on a cross. In no other way was he going to die. He was born that he may be raised uh, after his death and go back to the Father. All this would really truly prove his divine nature, his claims to, to save you and me from sin and death. In the sentence of hell and what a what a wonderful thing if you really stop and reflect on this uh, as a as a, especially as a Christian okay so again we're going to talk about some facts concerning his life and his death uh, first of all, no one could kill jesus uh, like I said, although there were attempts made on his life in Matthew chapter two, uh starting around verse thirteen. Uh, Herod attempted to kill Christ in his infancy. Uh, He was thought uh, afraid that Jesus was going to take his throne away from him. So, I mean, Herod the Great was really a true murderer in character. I mean, he heard that Jesus was born to uh, the messianic throne of David, and so he orders the death of all the children around Bethlehem up to two years old. But remember, Joseph and Mary uh, would take Jesus, and they would escape into Egypt. And that was foretold about Herod's intentions. Uh, at Nazareth, the members of the synagogue in, in Luke chapter 4, uh, they attempt to throw Jesus off uh, of the hill so that, you know, he would fall down this cliff and die. That He passed through the midst of them and went his way. And that's in Luke chapter 4. Uh, Officers were sent by the ruling Jews to arrest Jesus, but even uh, the arrest was not carried out. And John chapter 7, uh, you can read all about that. The impact that Jesus had upon the officers was really quite impressive, to be honest about it. Uh, There was other numbers of attempts to kill Jesus. Uh, One was by stoning. It failed in John chapter 8, and then again in John chapter 10. Again, his destiny would not allow him to die any other way at any other time other than what was determined uh, by prophecy by God the Father in Acts chapter 22. So, again, his, his entire public ministry was threatened by attempts to kill him in one way or another. Uh, Jesus' life in his ministry, again, was continually under the threat of death. And yet all those efforts to kill him failed. And so, uh, again, Jesus would die at the moment of his own choosing. It a lot of people would say uh, he couldn't have done that, but he he does. So death by crucifixion generally takes anywhere between 36 to 72 hours. That's... You can find that on a search engine. So the death of a crucified person uh, was usually brought around because of exhaustion, starvation, the loss of blood, uh, couldn't breathe. And that would be the reason for the breaking of the legs of the thieves that were crucified uh, along with Jesus uh, in John chapter 19 was to to speed up their death so that they would suffocate, so they could not support their bodies in order to breathe. Now, Jesus dies in only six hours. And I think this is really important that we understand this. In Mark chapter 15, uh, verses 25 through 37, uh, this really explains that Pilate was extremely uh, surprised when he learned that Jesus uh, had died so soon, so to, to be expected, he died only within six hours. At Mark 15, verse 44, uh, this man died when he, he got good and ready, okay? Uh, John 19, verse 30 said, he bowed his head and gave up his ghost. So, in other words, Jesus died voluntarily. He chose the very moment of his death by an effort of his own will when he died. Uh, this makes it really clear, I think, for me uh, in the, in all these accounts. Uh, Matthew chapter 27, verse 50, Jesus cried again with a loud voice and yielded up his spirit. Mark 15, verse 37, And Jesus uttered a loud voice and gave up the ghost. Luke chapter 23, verse 46, And Jesus crying with a loud voice said, Father, into thy hands I commit my spirit. And having said that, he gave up his spirit. Uh, He said it, it was finished, he bowed his head, and gave up his spirit, John chapter 19, verse 30. So, again, I mean, Christ, he made these claims, uh, and it's confirmed by his life and his death. All the facts that are contrary to normal expectations of death, of this agony on our cross and dying, uh, the facts surrounding the life and the death of Jesus are such that they lend the weight to help support the claim of his saying, I am the Son of God. Attempts either to capture him or kill him prior to this time of his own personal choosing uh, were just, they were just attempts, that was it. Uh, They failed in being able to stone him, push him off the side of the hill, uh, kill him when he's only two years old. Okay, so his death by crucifixion was the only way, not some other way, and this was to fulfill the prophecies. Plus, he makes it very clear in his ministry how he was going to die. We've already kind of talked about that. So, again, he could actually accomplish his own purpose. And if that shows to me, it should show to all of us that he was in complete control, not only of his own personal life, but the lies and the circumstances uh, surrounding his existence here on earth. Again, I think it's very reasonable to come to the conclusion to believe that Jesus was much more than just a man, but that he was a man of destiny according to God's predestination And his death at Calvary's cross was not a failure, but it was actually a victorious conquest over sin and death so that you and I could have eternal life. You know, we really need to see how how many times uh, Jesus talks about this. And I think it's overlooked. We get so deeply involved with this ideas of, what must I say or do? Is the Holy Spirit really working in my life or not? Uh, those might be important questions. But until we have this fundamental understanding of who Jesus was, uh, how he was in utter and complete control of everything, uh, even his His flogging was within his control. That was just part of the plan. Would you and I seriously think about this? intentionally plan our own death to understand how painful uh, crucifixion would be, uh, the, the embarrassment, the shame of the cross as a Jew. You know, the Jewish uh, uprisings would always end with these people either being killed in the battle and those who were captured would be uh, crucified. And here you are, you have to think like a Jew, I'm hanging on a tree, so now I'm cursed by God. And two, the uprising that I tried to to overthrow uh, these these heathens, these idol worshipers, has failed. Uh, and now I'm dying. I'm going to be dead in the next couple of days hanging on this cross. And so it was all for nothing. And you have to think about the psychological effect I don't know that Rome really truly understood what crucifixion did to the Jewish people and and the morale and breaking them in their backs uh, to keeping them in line type idea. Uh, I don't know that the, uh, Rome understood that in the beginning. I'm sure as time went on they figured it out and so, but they didn't care. They they were just experts in crucifixion. The Greeks uh, started it, but Rome really made it into a science. And they they figured out how to keep you alive there for a couple of days so that it was a slow, painful death. Uh, not a big fan of the uh, movie uh, that Mel Gibson put out. I mean, it's it's an okay movie. Of all the things that this movie does, uh, The Passion of the Christ, it really exposes... It yeah, maybe more in-depth than any movie I've ever watched of uh, the actual flogging uh, of Jesus, uh, the torment on the cross, and uh, in, in the horror that uh, that you could go through. And so uh, you might say, well, that's a really great movie. Why are you against it? Well, email me and I'll tell you. Uh, again, I'm, I'm not saying it uh, is a horrible movie. It's just not necessarily... Uh, I'm a big fan of it, other than the crucifixion scenes. So, again, why would you choose this horrible death? Being fallen down a hill and breaking your neck, you'd be dead in a, fairly quickly. Uh, being beat, flogged, spit on, kicked, uh, made a public spectacle. I'm not sure if that's the death that uh, most of us would choose. But Jesus did. Uh, He said so. He made it clear in the Scriptures, the Bible, the historical document says so. And the witnesses say so. And that's what I believe truly happened. So, again, we're uh, going through this Christian um, historical evidence type uh, podcast. I hope that you're getting something out of it. This would be a leak, uh, 11 of it. Next week we'll continue this idea of, of historical evidences, the historical Jesus, and uh, the mythology mythology excuse me of liberalism. So we're going to discuss that next week. Uh, I know this is a little bit of the shorter ones of this series, uh, but I hope that you'll take time to go back and, and catch up on any of them that you've missed. You're certainly able to do that on your favorite podcasting app. Again, I encourage you to go to our webpage. Check us out. Uh, There's lots of information there about us, ways of supporting us. And if you need uh, anything, like there's books and children's books, homeschooling supplies and things there on our webpage uh, from our affiliates. Now, we only make a small commission. We do not get paid anything unless you buy something through our webpage and that really does help us. We, we certainly hope that you will understand that. Again, I want to thank you for listening. May, may you continue to listen. May God bless you. And may He have the glory.